Welcome, Marvelous Makers. And art appreciators. To the Art Space Podcast. Brought to you by Lemon Street Gallery and Art Space. Located at 4601 Sheridan Road. Pop on in to your favorite citrus-themed art gallery. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yes. Do it a lot. We <laughs> want to see you and your smiling faces. Or frowns. Frowns are fine. Yeah, we'll turn them upside down. We'll try. Mm-hmm. But I'm your host, Shelby Nesbitt. And I'm Jay Coy. And today we are talking with Joe uh, Sabo, who is a fabulous printmaker, which we'll get into that. Well, thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. And the the monstrosity of a tech setup that we just went through. Oh my gosh, guys. You have no idea what we just went through. I am sweating. (laughs) Just... There were cords everywhere. There were tables flipped over, chairs. So complicated. Mm. Electronics are not easy, people. (laughs) They break. We found that out. Yes. But if you can hear us, that means we were able to fix it. Yay. Better be. Then uh, you might not ever be listening to this. (laughs) But. But. Either way, we're here. We're happy to be here. And And we're podcasting, baby. Like that attitude. Yes. So, right. Joe. Yes. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a sunny day. It's like Beautiful perfect day. weather, yes. right? Am, am I alone that like, it's like cool, but hot, but sunny, but you know, it's like mm-hmm. the perfect temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just put on like a long, for me, a long sleeve sweatshirt and mm-hmm. just chill. For so. those that are listening to this, not the day we're recording, which is impossible. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Saturday, the I don't know of May, the Saturday before this came out. Twentieth, twentieth. Mm-hmm. Today's the twentieth. Wait, so this isn't live? No. <laughs> Hopefully not. So the camera crew is not coming. Uh, maybe uh, hidden cameras. Oh, yes. <laughs> be on guard. Right. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh gosh. But we're having fun today, and uh, we're going to talk about some art. Yes, we're going to talk some artwork with Joe. There was not enough art talk on the last week's episode, probably, so we need to up our quota. No, I think we had fun. We, we, it was fun. I didn't say it wasn't fun. <laughs> Very fun. Gotcha. We might top it today, though. Oh, yes. Oh, a little more extra art talk. Yes. <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> awesome. And I think you're the guy that I can talk um, artwork about forever because... Um, your printmaking style is just so fun and you can you kind of like have ebbs and flows in the style itself but um, you have a general style and then you kind of move in your illustrative um, works as well so thank you before we get into that um, just kind of a quick question how would you summarize your artistic style in general to other people. So you you pretty much kind of nailed it there okay. um, in, in terms of like an illustrative style. Okay. Um, that's kind of the best way that I could describe my artwork. Um, you know, for, for me, my artwork, I, I always try to convey, you know, some sort of story mm-hmm. um, with what I have on the page. And um, a lot of that comes with that line quality that I have. Mm-hmm. So most of my work I do is going to be printmaking. Um, relief prints and with that I'm, I'm able to convey that line quality um, very well um, I also like doing you know pen and ink mm-hmm. um, watercolor of course as you could see yes yes your mm-hmm. drunky Kong and your toboggan trip um, those are very uh-huh. very colorful and beautiful yes yes, yes they are <laughs> um, so are those uh, prints Yes, yeah. they are. Okay. Um, I, you would, I guess I would consider those to be mixed media. Mm-hmm. Um, so what these are, they are dark prints, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're lino cut relief prints. And I start with uh, just a black print. So you have the, uh, the outline or the drawing of the image that I have. And then I actually go back into these images with watercolor uh, to add that color. So it's another way to add color to prints. So, um, and if you're, if you're not familiar with, uh, with, with printmaking in terms of color printmaking, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, one of the ways that uh, you could do it is with reduction printmaking. Um, and that's where you add layers and layers of color to the image until you get the final piece. And uh, that process it can be time consuming. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> time consuming, it could be a painstaking process because the downside with the reduction print is that as you add each color, you add each layer, you got to take away more and more mm-hmm. of that single plate. Oh. Now, there's a, you know, you can also have multiple plates as well. 
so you can have the same late same image but cut in a different way to add those layers so and, sorry if i interrupt for a second yeah. uh, the plate is what you're carving correct and then applying ink to correct mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. when you're doing these what was the name for this technique? Reduction. Reduction. So you're are you recarving it between printings? Mm -hmm. Oh wow! So you're taking more and more away out of that print. I never knew that. Because mm -hmm. oh. you're reducing. Because I was picturing the... using multiple plates. Right, and that actually is a form of, That's of doing just... the color printmaking. Yes, okay. you're going to be adding other other layers on top of each color. And while this this process, I I, can, I, I get to combine both worlds. I get to combine my love of printmaking and mm -hmm. also using watercolor. Um, and, and the cool thing about doing a watercolor is that each piece that I do is going to be slightly different. Mm -hmm. um, whereas when, when you're doing the reduction prints, you, you make you make multiple copies, multiple uh, copies in the edition, and they're all going to be the same for that edition. Um, but these here, I can continue to make them, and they're all going to be slightly different in, in a sense. So you, you know, you have one of them; it's going to be unique, even if the color scheme is going to be the same. It's not exactly the same. Right. Yeah. So you can make Donkey Kong's tie blue in one if you wanted to. You mm -hmm. can have color variants a lot more easier. Um, you can customize things a little easier too. So. Right. Yeah. And then you don't have to deal with the pain in the butt that is registration. Um, so registration, that's getting your multiple different plates that we were talking about, getting those colors to line up mm -hmm. nicely. <laughs> Oh. If it's off, then you'll just see that one color kind of popping out, and it's just like, ugh. Yes. It's yes. annoying. It's when you said registration, I was picturing like you have to like call somebody at the Lino Cut office yeah. in D.C. and be like, hey, Hello. I need to register Drunky Kong yeah. uh, Lino Cut. Oh, you yeah. didn't know that? Oh, yes, I'll hold. Need that paperwork <laughs> filed by tomorrow or else you're not getting it. 40-minute wait to register Drunky Kong. Yes. Uh, and, re you know, registration is... Um, um, there's there's a lot of ways you can you can actually get your print to register properly. Um, you can use registration pins or tabs. Mm -hmm. You can actually stick to your paper. Now I've never personally used those. I've seen them used before. Mm -hmm. um, other people will make some sort of a jig, actually. And this jig you can actually line up the plate that you carved into, and then you've actually added the ink to. And this this jig has a slightly raised surface to allow you to set your paper in the same spot each time. Oh boy! So that's I mean that's a <laughs> yeah. way to do it. Now I don't know I'm a simple man. Yeah. Um, I I learned a technique that I learned when I was in college was to use push pins, oh. just little little, little thumbtacks. Thumbtacks. Yeah. And uh, you hmm. would tack the edges of the paper a very teeny tiny little pinhole, mm -hmm. and you would have those same holes in the actual plate that you carved. Now, each paper that you have, you're going you're gonna to basically make those pinholes for each one before you start printing. So therefore, every time you line it up, it should line up in the same spot. But there's always going to be um, a few pieces where the registration may not line mm -hmm. up properly. Sometimes it could be, perhaps, if you didn't wait for the ink to dry long enough. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it, there's, a, there's a possibility it can shift, causing that registration to be off which can be frustrating mm -hmm. yeah or over inking it'll cause it to kind of slide on the paper almost mm -hmm. and shift those colors there's so many printmaking it's um you really gotta love it to do it <laughs> like, it is a journey yeah <laughs> it is yes um and like it's and I, i'm not perfect no oh, yeah no i'm not perfect in fact i, I just i just made a post um, on my Instagram mm -hmm. uh, and my Facebook um, of a uh, reduction print that I'm currently working on and uh, didn't go the way I want it to, oh. no. right? And, you know, and then the downside is once you take away layers in your, your block that you're carving out, you can't add it back. Yeah. So That's a um, if, if a particular color did not lay out how I thought it would, it's like, well, I can't go back. But, you know, for something like that, I like to use that as a learning opportunity. There you go. Um, and that's what I that's what I take it as. Sure, it can be frustrating. I'll be sitting there cussing it out at, in my shop. <laughs> yeah. like, mm, that did not go how I planned it. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to take advantage of that and play around a little bit. So I may be going back into this current piece with a little bit of acrylic. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So another mixed media piece coming at wow. you. Nice. Um, but that's, that's the reason why I do okay. like watercolor. I feel like I can really control um, the, the paint. Um, the way I want it to, because I could gradually add some color, and you can even take some away 
Mm-hmm. If you do it quick enough. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you do it quick enough. Right? There's a way you can erase a little bit of watercolor. <laughs> Did not know that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be wet. Yes. <laughs> well, we're having a full-on nerd out over yes. making mm-hmm. all my processes. Eyes. To all of our listeners, yes. sorry if we put you to sleep. No. Or you're welcome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe you've been wondering. Maybe you always <laughs> wanted to know the details of it. I know I did. And if, so. I mean, we're probably still going to talk about it more, but if you want to know more, Joe does teach classes at Lemon Street. I certainly do. Um, you give off teacher vibes, I must say. And that's a compliment. <laughs> well, so. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's a weird compliment, but we'll that's go That's not a weird you. compliment. Give off teacher vibes. We love our teachers. Oh, true. Yes, yes, we do love our teachers. <laughs> I don't mind vibing no, like a no, teacher. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm not a teacher mm-hmm. um, by trade, mm-hmm. I guess you'd call it. Um, and uh, for my actual day job, mm-hmm. um, I, I work at a warehouse mm-hmm. as a trainer. So my job is to talk to people, train people, and teach yeah. people. So right. um, while mm-hmm. doing that, I've really found like a niche that I really enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was given the opportunity yes. um, by Shelby. <laughs> uh, she reached out. Uh, this was uh, several months ago. This is last year. It was year. a shot in the dark. Yeah. I met you at the um, uh, Racing Art Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, they did their full steam ahead Um event and yes. we both had plates there that mm-hmm. we were printing and mm-hmm. got to know you and then i don't know who the heck you were yep yep mm-hmm. nope and i didn't know who the heck you were yep, and we yep. just rolled up and we're like oh bagulkis they taught us and they mm-hmm. well i wasn't taught by bagulki but um heavily advised by them and oh, sure. everything so um i was just like yeah so you're good people and so yeah and then we became friends on facebook and out of nowhere um because I was taking on this administrative role here and I didn't want to exclude that class from our roster. And um, I I don't know, it was like, someone else can do this. Um, Let me think about someone that I know in my Rolodex that I can contact about possibly wanting to do this. And I was like- Did you you have a real Rolodex? I did not. (laughs) I have one. (laughs) Don't use it, but I have it. It's dusty in my closet. Theoretical mm-hmm. Rolodex. Yes. I was going through my brain and I'm just like, Joe seems like the type of guy he might want to teach or um, at least try teaching. Like, I don't know, like his approach to it. But um, his attitude seemed amazing towards printmaking in general. So I was like, seems like a perfect fit. Teacher vibes, like yeah, I said. Yeah, give it. I guess teacher vibes. And um <laughs> So I just randomly messaged him on Facebook. It was it was out of the blue. Yeah. I was like, hey, I have this idea. I know we just met. <laughs> but hi, do you want to teach a class? And, and you know, you know something mm-hmm. wild about that is mm-hmm. that like at that time I was thinking to myself, like, how can I take my artwork a step further? And then literally seconds later. I get a message from Shelby. <laughs> Boom. Mm-hmm. Manifested. Magical. Now the old the old Joe would have been like, mm, I, don't I already know. work. You know, yeah. I already have a job. Mm-hmm. I, I work a lot, and mm-hmm. I want my weekends. But mm-hmm. you know, that's this is something that I, I really enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, I can th- tell this, this is a great this is a great way for me to continue to explore my artwork and actually share it with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's one of the things that I, I really want to do more is get myself more involved in the community. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more later yeah, about that. Um, and, and that's that's one of the things that, like, you know what? This is an awesome opportunity. And I really do thank you oh, for giving me the yes. shot to uh, teach classes here. Yes, because I think um, going to that similar perspective of um, where I got where I am now is starting off as an instructor. You get to see people fall in love with the medium that you're in love with. Mm-hmm. And it just... It makes your heart just feel amazing and sharing that information in the technique and n- seeing myself go through that process. I'm like, I mean, other people might like that too. Yeah. So just ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. And so I'm glad you're in love with it too. Mm-hmm. And um looking forward to more fun and more classes. Mm-hmm. I've sat in, in some of your classes and you just have so much energy. So. I appreciate that. I try to. Yes. <laughs> well, we got yeah. some questions for you, too. Yes. Um, I wasn't told to be any questions. <laughs> well, you're going to have to just roll with it. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what you pull out of your butt. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how did you first get into art, and what are some of your earliest art memories? So 
I, I've always been into art. Um, for as long as I can remember, I mean, since I've been a kid, I, I've always loved just drawing, painting, coloring. Um, and part of that was just because my family was always so supportive of it. Um, you know, just growing up, like my, my grandparents, my parents always encouraged me to, to draw. Maybe it was just to keep me busy, oh, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure it was to keep me busy. Well, because you know. I think that, I'm, you know, <laughs> I was the problem child when I was little. So like, hey, how can we keep little Joey from being a menace? Mm -hmm. Give him a crayon. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then that's and then magic happened after that. So um, and there's a there's a funny story. Um, I'm not sure how true this is. But um, in kindergarten, mm -hmm. they had a, an art project, I suppose. I think we had to draw something or color something. And mine happened to be a school bus. Okay. And what I remember, or what I've been told, is that when I drew this school bus, I actually added all four wheels. Oh. Ooh. Right? So if you think about it, okay, yeah buses for wheels mm -hmm. but you know for like most kids they draw like a two-dimensional right side view now mine wasn't like a 3d foreshortened school bus it was still mm -hmm. a side view but i drew the you could see the other wheel behind uh -huh. it oh. i mean i don't know if that was just like a happy accident like you, you know put it, in? Yeah. it was like yeah like i guess it was just <laughs> something that i just did but dumb luck or maybe <laughs> maybe i was just a genius. Yes. When I was in a kindergarten. Savant. Mm -hmm. Yes. We'll mm -hmm. go with that one. I yep. like that route. Perspective yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then there, <laughs> and it all kind of blossomed from there. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's for an earliest memory. I mean, that's kind of what I have in terms of what kind of like art memories I got. And growing up, I always stuck with it. Mm -hmm. I loved the art classes mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid growing up. And going back to my grandparents again. Um, not sure if you guys recall this PBS special called The Imagination Station yes. by Mark Kistler. Mm -hmm. So a memory of mine during the summers, uh, we'd spend time at my grandparents. We'd had PBS on mm -hmm. because what else would be on? Yeah. Um, and Mark Kistler's Imagination Station would come on. And for those of you listening who don't <laughs> know about Mark Kistler's Imagination Station, is that this is this wacky fellow with a mustache mm -hmm. um, would have this show where he would have his big easel or his big drafting table and a big piece of paper, and he would teach people to draw in in three D. Um, and a lot of his drawings were like abstract and fun illustrations. And he would teach like kids, like, like words, like, um, like shading, depth, um, foreshortening. That's a fun word that he would always, always use. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he would basically teach kids about art and he'd, he'd do what the camera would be just right on his page and. He would just start drawing different things. He'd be like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to draw a spaceship with a, mm. with a shark inside of it. Yeah. And he would do something like that. And and uh, he would always be so animated. He would have voices and everything. And I was just glued to the TV. And I have my pad and paper. And I try to mimic what he would do. And he'd do this thing. You guys heard of the art attack? Yep. He'd be like, he'd be on the page and he'd go, uh-oh, it's yeah. happening. And he'd go, and he put his pen on top of his head like he was like a ninja. Yeah. And he'd go, art attack. And he'd go, I draw, draw, draw. And he'd do like action lines. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, really I mean, yeah, pretty mm -hmm. animated oh, fella. Yeah. I don't know if he's still doing I don't know, that. but I think the best way to describe him is like the illustrative version of Bob Ross. He's oh, just like, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. a, little bit, a little bit more goofy yeah. than Bob Ross. Yeah, but I like, mean, Bob Ross is pretty chill. But yeah. Bob Ross, if he had like five coffees. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. There, there you go. And he had a pen in his hand instead of a paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, for, for me, like, that's what I love doing mm -hmm. uh, was watching him and trying to mimic that kind of style and make my goofy little illustrations. And, mm -hmm. um, and I was always big into like comics too. Mm -hmm. Now, not like, like, like graphic novels and action mm -hmm. comics, like Marvel and DC and stuff. But like comic books, like um, Garfield. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Right? Like Those, like the comics like page comic of page. the newspaper. Oh yeah. 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 Garfield was a big one that I, I loved. I loved that comic strip. Interesting dynamic, lazy cat, dopey dog, and a, <laughs> a dorky human, of course. Um, 
And I, I started collecting those books, and I'd read them all the time. And then I discovered Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I can mm -hmm. see some of that in your style a little, yeah. too. Definitely. So yeah, that's, the snowman, yeah. yeah. And that is where, like, I feel like subconsciously, that's where my style started coming from, was because, like, I just loved reading those comics so much. Mm -hmm. Part of it was because I could relate a lot to Calvin in terms of, like, the imagination and the creativity. Mm -hmm. I did not have a stuffed tiger that came no. to <laughs> life. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, I just love the adventures that they would go on. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, just a wholesome comic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was a cool thing that, like, Bill Waderson did was, like, he refused to, like, market and, um, I don't know what you call it, like, make it mainstream. Oh, like yeah. going to merchandising. Yeah, merchandising, yeah. merchandising. And, so, yeah, yeah like big words. Um, franchises and yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, and he decided not to do that. And I think it's that says a lot because that was his and that was his alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows what it could have been? Mm -hmm. um, just like just like anything, you know, sometimes it can go one way or the other, but that's where, that was a big impact for me. Yeah, and uh I know he did smaller like publications like he um, mm -hmm. licensed it to that extent where you could do like collections of his um, novels and everything well mm -hmm. turn it into the running novels and everything yeah but um yeah that's that's weird because that concept isn't like you can tell people kind of nab the concept vaguely of the whole oh like uh, my stuffed animal came to life um and saw how that got adapted into different things so yeah I feel like that would be like a weird timeline thing in, in terms of franchises if he let that happen. Yeah. Um, like where would we be today with that kind mm -hmm, of thing? Mm -hmm. So yeah, weird to right. think. Because it funny. could have been them over like Winnie the Pooh or something. Yeah. Could have dropped out or right. something. It, yeah. And I, I never read Calvin and Hobbes. I think I was I think I missed it a little bit. Like I don't know when it was coming out exactly. Mm -hmm. But anyways. I think eighty, like late eighties. Yeah, I was born 90s. in nineteen ninety, so mm -hmm. I think I just missed well, it. Doesn't but mean you can't start. I, yeah, I should have, <laughs> yeah, but but like the thing I knew him from was like those bumper stickers. Ah. I'm like, oh, that's the kid that pees on various logos and <laughs> yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. I'm but kidding. it's that must. I mean, he didn't I, do merchandising, no, I so think those that must all they, be illegal. Yeah, it's a stolen image. Oh. It, it's yeah. in his likeness, I suppose. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah. Naughty, no, no. <laughs> I missed out. Aw. It's okay. You could. I read the it. comics all the time. It was funny because we just had uh, last week we had Josh on, mm -hmm. and he we were talking about comics, mm -hmm. and I think for a, for a second there, I was I thought he was talking about like the comics page, but then he mm -hmm. started talking about like Super superheroes yeah. and stuff, and, and like, I'm like, oh, oh no. No, okay, other comics. <laughs> it's funny that those, you know, the same word means both, but yes. completely different. Yeah. yeah, I was into the comics page. I read all the. the I had my favorites. My mm -hmm. favorite was. Pearls Before Swine. Oh, Pearls Before Swine. So a bit okay, of a newer yep, that's, one. That yeah. is, that's, that's another one of my favorites that I've always gravitated yeah. to and I'd read the paper. I love that one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the kind of the more smart ones, I, I thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As a 13-year-old. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know everything. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Well, awesome. Yeah. Um, so your main influences are the comics. We yes. kind of answered our next question with that. Well, and, and, and anybody that we missed or, you know. Yeah. And we don't need to skip over. Oh that. no! <laughs> yeah, we'll go to the next question. So, yeah, of course, of course, those comics were were a huge influence on my art, mm -hmm. um, as well as like my, my high school teachers, Miss oh. um, uh, Angerly, Miss Crown. Um, I'm throwing some names out there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Shout <laughs> Give out them credit. You know, they really taught me some good skills, how to actually have fun with art, and I started to kind of find my style. Um, and then in 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 college, uh, that's when I really got to find myself. College was a humbling experience for me because coming out of high school, yep. I was cocky, right? Mm -hmm. As an artist, I was yeah. like, yeah, give me a pencil, I could draw it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I I was confident in my ability because I could draw stuff well, very quickly. Mm -hmm. and, and it was okay, you know? And until I got into college and I started taking these classes and like, I was out of my league. Mm -hmm. with some of these classes and i was like wow I'm like, i got some work to do mm -hmm. and um one of my first professors trenton baylor oh mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah shelby yeah. has talked yeah. about him yeah, yeah. <laughs> trenton baylor he was the first person to kind of whip me into shape um just mm -hmm. really just kind of taught me to actually take my time mm -hmm. and be patient 
with 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 the process mm -hmm. um because once i did that it was an eye-opener for me mm -hmm. to actually take my time and try to perfect the craft and he was a huge part of that. Um, and a couple of the professors I had along the way, you know, there was the, the legendary David Holmes, mm -hmm. um, Dennis Bayusic yep. taught me how to mix color um, and, and use an airbrush. And then, of course, made me stay late. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, he didn't make you stay late mm -hmm. after class was done. It was a night class. After class was done, he'd look at you and go like, are you sure you're done? <laughs> yeah, you and he sure would stay and like me and three other guys would still stay there for like two or three hours afterwards. It's like oh, midnight man. we're going home. Um, and then, and then of course, um, you know, I can't forget about Lisa Bagalki. Oh, yes. Um, because Lisa Bagalki, she was my printmaking mentor. She really kind of helped me actually get into printmaking. And I think it was, it was her passion for it is what made me fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you, if you have somebody who's not into it, Mm -hmm. Like here, this is uh, this is the art. This is mm -hmm. how it's done. Here's a workbook. Do yeah, worksheets. Just, just get like, it done. Yeah. But she was she's so into it. She loves it so much, and you could tell mm -hmm. by the way that she would teach her students and help her students and mentor. Um, she would critique my work, make me actually challenge myself mm -hmm. to be a better artist. Um, and like, I can't thank her enough for that. Uh, I'm being a suck up right now. I know. <laughs> she might be listening. Mm -hmm. guest, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she listens. So. <laughs> so, and then, and of course, you know, one last call out here. I talked about family being uh, a huge supporter for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and one family member in particular, my, my aunt Magda, mm -hmm. um, she was my biggest supporter um, for both me and my brother. She, she loved us, everything that we, that we did. Um, she was so interested in, in all the work we wanted to do. Um, sadly, she lost her battle with cancer back in 2000. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she did was she left um, money aside to help me and my brother pay for college. Mm -hmm. So a big part of that drive for me mm -hmm. to continue to, to follow my, my dream and my artwork was my Aunt Magda. So like everything I do is kind of like in sort of a dedication to that. Um, in fact, um, I brought a show and tell Go for those of you who can't see because this is a podcast. We will describe it. Well, yes. <laughs> the video crew isn't getting here today. Yes. Yes. This is a short children's book mm -hmm. that I had written and illustrated called Where Is My Toy? This Aww. is part of my senior thesis uh, at Parkside. Wow. Oh, really? Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah. Um, context. Uh, University of Wisconsin Parkside graduate, 2011. Mm -hmm. um, and this was, it's a short children's book. Maybe there might be a few grammatical errors in there. I'm and an artist, not a writer. We're <laughs> not writers either, so. <laughs> I, I had did this as part of my senior show. Um, oh. Because ultimately this is, this is you know, something that I, I really enjoy doing, wanting to illustrate a children's book. So um, basically this book is about um, a dog. is modeled after my parents' dog. Um, she has a love for her, her favorite toy, which is a ball, and she ends up losing it, can't find it. So along the way, she finds things that are similar, but not quite what she's looking for, right. gets into some crazy antics, and she gets really sad she can't find it. And then she ends up finding it right where she left it. So listen up, kids. If you can't find your toy... <laughs> Listen to your mom and dad. Where'd you leave it last? Because that's probably where it is. <laughs> that so. is a lesson for us all. Yeah. <laughs> Retrace your steps. Yes. Yes. Oh, so that's great. So yeah. Um, sorry, rambling on quite a bit no, here, but no. yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of influences on my art. Yes. Um, that's important because I know you've gone through kind of different stages of where you are now, as most mm -hmm. artists go through. So now I'm all grown I'm up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I love that. And just where you pull a lot of um, your work from, like, um, for example, the boop piece of just let's break down. Boop. Yep. <laughs> the boop piece. Um, basically, it's like um, uh, the creation of David, but it's Joe on one side and then a dinosaur fossil on the other side. And um, but I just you yeah. can break down those walls and kind of create fun narratives in your work. Mm -hmm. So. That one kind of describes, like, mm -hmm. not only my love for art, mm -hmm. 
but for dinosaurs. dinosaurs. And for those of you who actually know me, I'm kind of a dinosaur nerd. Um, if I wasn't wearing this Lemon Street shirt that I have on right now, it would probably be a Jurassic Park team. Just saying. Um, and that's actually a lot of my subject matter um, is with dinosaurs. It's something I've always loved as a kid. So this piece kind of helps represent that of what kind of sparked that, that, that passion for me. So that me there in, in the spot of like... Adam, I, th I think it was a creation of Adam. Oh, not Adam, not why did I say David? Because David, yeah, uh, I, I would have rolled with it. <laughs> yeah, oh. um, so yeah, it's yes, all, you know, I take the place there, but I made that PG. Yeah. There's a loincloth there, yes. so uh, yes, very good. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, oh, that's awesome. That's so fun. Uh, I love your work. <laughs> okay, next question: Who are some of your favorite artists, and that can include like local artists? Okay, too. okay. So here we go. Now, of course, we talked about Bill Waderson. Yes. Um, and Jim, did I say that right? Bill Waderson or is it Waterson? I have no idea. Let's ask. Uh, let's ask listeners. Yeah. Yes. All right. You're, you're you're yelling at it. You're yelling it at your speaker right now. The phone. The phone lines are on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, of course, there's them. They're a huge influence. Yeah. Um. And all right, I'm gonna you know, nerd myself out here some more. Go for so it. buckle up. Um, Ron Spencer, not sure if you've heard of that name. Mm -mm. Um, not a household name, but he is a household name for Magic the Gathering. Oh, God. Oh. Two weeks in a row mm -hmm. we talk about Magic the Gathering. All right, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, um, no. So Magic the Gathering, for those of you who don't know, um, it's a card game. It's, it's like a, a strategy card game. Mm -hmm. Not... Pokemon, <laughs> no, a little not, bit no. different. Um, it's it's a lot more on the um, it's older. It's like the original, original much, yeah, much much older, yeah. much much older. Um, and I got some friends of mine who played who are probably screaming at me right now that I'm, I'm not better describing this card game. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at this. Um, it's it's an awesome card game that it, it involves a lot of a lot of excellent artwork. Mm -hmm. Excellent artwork is on these cards, and it's usually like mythical. Um, like creatures, animals, um, like witches, sorcerers, wizards, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, spellcasters. Mm -hmm. um, There's a black flower involved. Yeah. That's the only one I know. The black lotus? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's his only That's magic good. reference. Oh, yeah. I made my reference. I'm spent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and there's an artist in particular, his name's Ron Spencer, and I was always drawn to his art because his style has such a great dynamic with light and dark kiro skiro oh yes. there's another fancy art word there for you yes write that one down yeah, don't ask me how to spell it this has been educate jake yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> but Thank no it, it's such such colorful prints too such huge contrast and all of his artwork you could you could just look at it and you would know oh yep that is a ron spencer piece mm -hmm. uh, he's done a lot for magic the gathering so and that was a big thing like i just loved looking at his art Oh, what um, nice. yeah. As you're playing it. You're... Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, look at this card. I'm playing this card. <laughs> I think it's easy to discount those sort of things as art, you know. Oh, People, yeah. yeah, you know, because they're, all... they're mass printed and stuff, mm -hmm. but it's it's still a lot of work goes into that. And, a lot. Oh, yeah. And it's hugely influential, especially mm -hmm. on young people. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yes. Yeah. Here, here, here I am now. Yeah. I'm influenced. Boom. Oh. Um, another artist that uh, I follow, he's, um, he's, it's, he's called uh, Dano Art. I'm not sure if you heard of him. Mm -hmm. You'll have to check him out. He's on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, he does a lot of like abstract illustrations. Okay, mm -hmm. kind of Mark Kistler thing coming back at us here. Maybe that's why I'm kind of drawn to this guy. Mm -hmm. But he does this where he has these short little videos, little TikTok videos on Instagram where someone will, will tell him, hey, draw this or draw a trash can with a face on it. And he'll <laughs> he just, just, he'll do it on the fly he wow. uses, uses a whiteboard oh, and then yes. he'll just and sometimes he'll go someone will draw a funky shape and he'll have to make something of it oh i love that and yeah. and yeah and I've, when it's all said and done it's a huge collage of awesome awesome artwork and it's mm -hmm. kind of goofy and zany mm -hmm. um and uh so that's why i like watching his artwork because that kind of that inspires me mm -hmm. as as someone like to be an illustrator you're given an idea or a concept you're like hey mm -hmm. make this or turn this into something and that's always something really cool to do and that's like a great exercise to do yeah mm -hmm. um there's in college when i was trying to as part of my senior thesis i had a sketchbook that none other than lisa bagulki another shout out <laughs> that she actually um made oh gotcha so and uh as you know she does 
book, book binding. binding. Yes, um, yes. So one of the things was I wanted to fill up every page of that sketchbook okay. <laughs> and have it on display. And one of them, someone's like, draw an octopus fighting a can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Well, and I'm like, oh, that's really specific. Sure, and yeah. I and I did. Um, I think that's somewhere on my like somewhere. online somewhere. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's why I like that there. So um, oh. I know there's there's a lot of local artists that mm -hmm. that I could probably have a shout out. Actually, there's one right now, oh. Jeff Cosmala, mm -hmm. currently in in the studio. I, these are all acrylic paintings, and I I just love. I love his style. I like the, yeah. the you, you could you could look at them like really far away and they, they still look really good. Yeah. Um, and you could get up really close and you could really see these these intricate brush strokes. Um, We're sitting really... two feet away from yeah. uh, one yep. of his pieces, mm -hmm. if you didn't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right on the wall here. Yeah. So thank goodness it's right there because I could actually remember his name. Um, but he does really nice like yeah. kind of slice of life moments, too. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's the one that, that struck me the most the, the with the Metro train going over. It's it's such a Kenosha scene without exactly. like, being explicitly so. Because like I grew up right by the, those train tracks. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's very nostalgic for me. Yep. Like I... Same thing. As soon mm -hmm. as I saw it, I knew it. I knew exactly where yeah. that is. <laughs> right. But um, Kelly Whitty. Oh yes, mm -hmm. past guest Kelly. Yes. Yep, she was a past guest. I, I think she was the second. Was she on uh, episode? Two? Probably the first five. In the first at five. Least in, I would at say. least in the first five. Yeah. I don't know. She was a boo boo episode. Yeah, she's one we're gonna have back on. Kelly, yes. we're gonna have you back on at some point. If you're listening, yes. Kelly and Donovan, and we Donovan. will have you back. We kind of had yes. Donovan back on. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, we still feel bad. <laughs> so uh, Kelly's also mm -hmm. a Parkside alumni, mm -hmm. um, and I took some. I had some classes with her, and it was kind of fun just you know seeing her style develop, um, and like her style's really cool. Mm -hmm. Now, for me personally, I'm not sure if she's gonna, if she's if she's going to like this comparison or not, but like Roy Lichtenstein had that mm -hmm. um, that like pop art kind of mm -hmm. kind of style. Yeah, and that's what I love about her art pieces. Mm -hmm. And there's there's some that that she did. This was back in Parkside. She did a uh, it's called the Dino Whores. Oh, series. I remember that. Mm -hmm. The Dino Whores. Yes. And I just love those because we well, love the dinosaurs. Yeah. There's that connection. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And of course, there's a lot of other local artists. I've already mm -hmm. talked about Lisa enough. No, enough. <laughs> she doesn't get any more airtime. No Rudbeckia Press, of yes. course. Um, I love, love all their them. work. Um, mm -hmm. I think currently she has um, her work um, at, um, I wrote it down here, the uh, Treasury of Glacial Landforms in Wauwatosa. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that was really fun. I went to, um, I went to the reception for that one. Mm -hmm. It is just seeing all that work lined up and that just rainbow of color. Oh yeah, and I just I really love her color pairings too. When yes. she makes a color palette for a piece, yes, she's not afraid to just be like, bam, here's the color. You're gonna experience it, and here's all the textures. You're gonna experience it. <laughs> Take so, notes. Yes. Take notes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but uh, we will get back into some more artwork when we come back from this little break. Hello, Art Space podcast fans. This is Joseph from Draw Joseph Studio. Most of you know who I am. I have this fabulous world-class draw studio up in Racine at the Racine Business Center, 1405 16th Street. My studio is real easy to find. It's on the first floor on the east side, right inside the tunnel. If you know the Racine Business Center, it's a big, tall brick building, and there's a big Vaughn Trader on the east side of the building, and the tunnel's right underneath the Vaughn. So come in the tunnel, first studio to your right, and on every Tuesday afternoon at 5.30, the gates open up, and at 6 p.m., I have a model posing. You're invited. It's free. Tip the model. Hope to see you there. And we're back from that break. Yeah. Because I'm being like gestured at wildly by Shelby. Yeah. Like, because I'm go, just sitting here go. reading the page. <laughs> Sorry. I've hit the button. Go. <laughs> like, like a newscaster, just not paying attention, looking down at your notes. There may be dead air there, but yep. not if our editor did a good job. <laughs> Which he always does. Well, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We're yes. in we're in the home stretch now. We're gonna talk some more with Joe and and learn a little bit more about him. Let's do some more learning. What makes mm -hmm. you tick? Mm -hmm. So, um, our next question: mm -hmm. What is your motivation to create? What makes me tick? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, really, it's the followers. Um, <laughs> the, and lately, it, it really is uh, the followers for like my um, 
my Facebook page, Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, it it kind of helps kind of drive me and kind of fuel the, the artwork. The little cheerleaders. Right, yes. right, right. So, um, and that's what kind of keeps me wanting to do more and more. Um, because people like people do enjoy, you know, seeing the, the process and the artwork that we create. And it, it continues to, to keep me in the studio. Oh. Um, as, as, as difficult as it may be um, <laughs> to get into the studio. Um, mm -hmm. So, and, and I just try to kind of keep that, that, that goal and that dream of mine kind of just dangling in front of me. Okay. You know, and every, every piece that I do, um, whether it's just a sketch or a drawing or, or an, another print or a watercolor, that's just one step further to that, that goal. And the goal I'm talking about is just to, you know, to become like a, an illustrator for children's books and, mm -hmm. um, and so forth. And, uh. So yeah, so I, I can, that's what kind of keeps me motivated. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't always this motivated. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Joe, you're looking at right now is <laughs> not always the teacher, Joe. Okay. Um, so you know, I, I graduated uh, from Parkside mm -hmm. in 2011. I got my my bachelor's degree in in the digital art field with a concentration in illustration. Um, and of course I had every intention on like, I'm going to use this degree. I'm going to mm -hmm. be an artist. I also like money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Hit the break. Yep. So mm -hmm. I like being able to pay my bills. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, I got a full-time job and, um, you know, fast forward, like, mm -hmm. you know, now it's like 12 years later. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really have much to show for it. You know, I would I would have my makeshift studio at home, and mm -hmm. and I would occasionally try to doodle, but it was I, I never really had the motivation, and it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard to find a motivation because in my head I was like, well, I'm I'm working eight or ten hours a day. You like, I'm gonna uh, come home and I'm do gonna art. Home, uh, I'm gonna come home. I want to veg out in the couch right. and do nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you know, or on the weekends, like I gotta mow the lawn, or mm -hmm. there's stuff that I want to do with me, me and my wife. Like yeah. so, in in a sense, in my head, I kind of told myself, I'm like, well, I don't got time for it, mm -hmm. right? And uh, almost got to a point where like all my art supplies were just collecting dust, and almost like not saying I was gonna get rid of them, but I'm happy I didn't because. You know, a couple of years ago, um, I said I wasn't going to talk about Lisa again. No. Right. <laughs> so uh, Lisa and Amy mm -hmm. um, had reached out and asked if Amy Miserelli Sorensen. Amy Miserelli Sorensen. Yep. She had, or they had both reached out and asked if I wanted to participate in the Full Steam Ahead event. Mm -hmm. um, well, let me rephrase that. They signed me up for it. And basically, <laughs> I had no choice. Uh. And I'm glad they did because it, it forced me like, hey, I, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. So it forced me to actually start to create. And um, the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, we're, we're locked down. Can't mm -hmm. go anywhere doing anything. So I started actually doing some printing at home mm -hmm. for the first time ever. You know what I printed with? Depress it. A spoon? A rolling pin. <gasps> a rolling pin. Oh. A rolling pin. Nice. So a mini steamroller. You, yeah. you got it. <laughs> so for those of you who are wanting to print at home, this can be done with <laughs> basically anything that could press. I mean, you're you're making a big stamp. Yeah. And so I started doing a little bit of that. And um, again, fast forward two more years. Now I did the full steam ahead event two mm -hmm. years in a row. Um, and, and I love it so much. Um, and just in this past year, I've been really wanting to take things to the next level. And now mm -hmm. I'm here at Lemon Street uh, teaching classes. So. Yes. Yay. And yeah. showing some art, too. Showing some art. Class. It's up here in the gallery. And selling yeah. some art. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, That's well, the dream. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I love that um, of kind of accepting printmaking in its many stages because you don't have to have the fancy equipment to right. do it or to start it. Right. You can carve potatoes and do little things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, um, there, I th that's why I love this medium so much is because there's so many levels to it that you could approach it and then level it up as you go. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it seems very approachable. Um, okay. So like, Ready? Yes. Dumb question time. Yes. Like, okay. So you can use a rolling pin. You yes. can use a steamroller. Yes. What's normal? Like, what are you supposed to use? <laughs> <Yeah>. Press. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. So, um, yeah. um, so normally, normally printmaking or the, like the relief printing that I do, or even like intaglio, uh, printmaking is mm -hmm. used with a, an, an etching press. Okay. Um, and this press is, is, has a large roller, um, 
which is on top of a table that can roll back and forth on bearings. And it rolls the plate and paper that's inked up through this, this really heavy roller, which actually presses the image. Um, and that's traditionally how it's done. But okay. in other traditional sense, it could be done with a, um, a baron, which is like a burnishing tool. It's pretty much like a plastic hockey puck with a handle. Oh, um, yeah. And okay. you could, you and you're could pushing just, down. You just kind okay. of, you just, you just rub it. Oh. I'm, I'm doing a rubbing motion for those of you who can't see. <laughs> like, I'm just, it's like downward. wax on, wax off. Yes. Um, and, and those are like air hockey. Probably the yeah. most, <laughs> those are probably the most common ways. Mm-hmm. Um, or e- even, even a letter press. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Um, you can use a spoon. Ooh, you can. You can use, but like yeah. that, that first thing is what most people. Right. Sounds expensive. I don't know. Yes, it can be. Do you yes. like mm-hmm. do most like printmakers own one of those, or do you like I know a guy? Um, there are community studios that people will use yeah. and kind of team up. That's mm-hmm. a pretty common way to get a lot of printmaking done. Yes, um, either purchasing it yourself or community studio. That's kind of what I thought. Because yeah. getting a good quality press is, is not going to be cheap. Right. Oh, it's not. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but again, you don't need. Thus, the rolling yeah. pin. You don't <laughs> need. <laughs> yep. You know, like thousands of dollars to buy a big press. Um, mm-hmm. You could just use whatever you have to press the image. Now, granted, the press is a, a lot nicer because mm-hmm. when you're mass producing a lot of pieces, it's 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 a it's a, it's an easier, quick process versus mm-hmm. having to do it by hand. I mean, you get really, really strong mm-hmm. when you're trying to burnish things by <laughs> hand, but. And you have consistent pressure throughout the piece too. Correct. Like if you're burnishing, you can like go in overzealous in one corner, and then by the time you get to the bottom corner, you're like, my arm's tired. <laughs> and then kind of have this uh, gradient of yeah. a piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when I'm when I'm cranking out like fifty um, fifty pieces for an addition, I'm trying to do with a rolling pin. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of getting wore out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah I, had a, I had a baron for the longest time, and I did my card series. That's here finally that I got here. And I did that all with a baron, and I, my forearm, it was just screaming at me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to get a press, and that's led to the mini press. So if you want to do good. art, and you also want to work out, but you don't have a lot of time, you should get into printmaking. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. A lot of moving. A lot of press. jacked printmakers out oh, there. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're just over here beefed up. Yep. Swole. Yes. <laughs> And there's so much movement, I feel like, in this process where, like, if you have acrylic painting, you're kind of just sitting there and doing it. But you're printing, you're moving, you're moving mm-hmm. your your prints that you're done with. Um, you're clipping them to, like, a hanging line or yes, something. Yes, hanging there's... line or a, or drying rack or yeah. laying them out on whatever. And, and I think that's another thing that kind of uh, drew me to the process, too, was... Uh, the movement. There's so much movement mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get your steps in for the day. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not just sitting there painting or, um, I mean, with pottery, we won't get into that, but pottery wheel, there's some physicalness involved, yeah. but oh, yeah. I love that level of movement huh. involved. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. didn't mean to derail that conversation. No worries. But uh, we're going to get into our next question here. Um so if time and money were no object, what would your dream project be? Mm. Well, mm. I mean, simply put, of course, you know, aside from illustrating a children's book that I did in college, I'd <laughs> love to be able to illustrate a children's book and have it be on like on a shelf in the stores. Yeah. For me, that would be like my ultimate goal <laughs> of something I would love to achieve. Um, you're signing no. autographs. Oh, you're yeah, going yeah. to appearances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I'll have shipping. to have like like a whole like security team. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. Protect me from the paparazzi like we were yes. talking yeah, about earlier. Like you were right? talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't have to um, pretend to be a different Joe Sabo. <laughs> Sabo. <I'll have> an <laughs> alias. Yes. Um, now, if, if, you know, money was no object, it would be probably making like a kick-ass studio um so like um studio space Mm -hmm. is important Mm -hmm. you may not have like enough space so i've got a i've got a decent amount of space but i'd love to have maybe something that's large enough like i don't know six seven hundred square feet of space Mm -hmm. where you could have Maybe uh, you know a drafting table or two, a couple of presses, mm-hmm. yes, plural, right? Plural. <laughs> yep. I'd love to get one of those, yes. the like old cast iron letter oh, yes. press. You That's know. like the Cadillac of the oh, presses, yeah. yes. Yes. and you need space for that. Oh. They're behemoths um, and they are heavy. So you also need a forklift too. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
or several people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's something like that. Being able to have that whole separate space on one would be would be awesome. Um, mm. But for right now, I mean, I I got, I got a decent setup. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt to dream. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're in the fun section, as I say, and we'll keep that rolling. What's what's the funniest comment you've ever heard about your art, or or some funny <laughs> comments? Oh, I got a funny one. Yes. So, um, so I'm a listener of the podcast. Ooh, All right, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you. So there was actually um, something mentioned about my artwork um, in episode 25. Did I swear? <gasps> Episode 25. Yeah. Who was the guest on that one? Rudbeckia Press. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're returning the favor. <laughs> I am returning the favor. So um, in in this episode, um, mm -hmm. you guys are talking about um, where, you know, what they do at the local art markets and mm -hmm. what the people were wanting. And they were finding that a lot of a lot of their customers or consumers really wanted to have like, like I know hey, this is I going. want some Kenosha themed yeah. stuff. You know, like, where's the Kenosha stuff? So where's the lighthouse yeah. in the Kenosha lighthouse? <laughs> and I said, and, 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 um, so <laughs> the conversation went on like, well, you know, <laughs> lighthouses are kind of been drawn out, <laughs> you know, I just need they're old break. news. It's, we need a break from lighthouse. It's yeah. run its course. Right. <laughs> right. So old news yeah. lighthouses <laughs> and and then they were actually talking about <laughs> the full steam ahead event mm -hmm. and here i come walking in well. with <laughs> the kraken the kenosha kraken mm -hmm. my my piece where it has the kenosha lighthouse mm -hmm. front and center with the with the kraken behind it but yours and, is cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah the lighthouse is old news and and just so happened that mine mine did very well i don't remember what i said exactly but i i i want to say i stood up for the lighthouses you did. At, at least i did in my mind thank you for if standing up for the lighthouse i yes. like a i like the lighthouse and i think you tied it into weather briefly or something probably yeah that's usually my mo <laughs> um but no your approach to it was way different than like just say oh because this is not just a lighthouse picture. oh no like, this is not yeah not that there's anything wrong with lighthouse pictures yes. i'll say again i like the lighthouse <laughs> i've but had my break i i'm i'm ready for shelby's some... back on team lighthouse yeah. all right so i'm okay, coming at you keys. more yeah. lighthouses yes. are coming yes. <laughs> it's lighthouse time <laughs> so i got i got a good laugh out of that uh when i'm listening to the podcast uh, yeah uh, but no no because yours bridges into this level of kind of surrealism with the, it's so cool the kraken and everything so, cool. so. I, I always it. love taking something uh, identifiable and just turn it on its head. Subverting it's, it, mm -hmm. yeah. Amazing. So. And it's, yeah. A, it's a fun thing. Jason Hedman does that sometimes, too. Yeah. The, the piece he did for the puzzle piece exhibit we got mm -hmm. out here yeah. is, is similar. Where yeah. It takes a familiar thing, local, and subverts it. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Go check it out. That installation's still up till May 28th. Okay, so you've got, like, one day. Yes. <laughs> Get in here. Because <laughs> this is Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is Friday. Well, no, that's two days. You get Saturday okay. and Sunday. Yeah, two whole days to come down. Come Get your butts on in. in here. Yeah. Stop on by. Drive fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but be safe. Yeah. But get here fast. Um, so, well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting called out about the lighthouse thing. So. Gotcha. Oops. Oopsies. We're back on Team Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, I'm back on Team Lighthouse. Nah, I, I totally get no. it. It's Lighthouse totally Summer. It. <laughs> it's just like I, when we did the community show, it mm -hmm. was just so nice not seeing it. I was afraid that like every single piece was going to be referencing something. It's, like, but, right, right, because it's such an iconic yeah, uh, piece yeah. of Kenosha. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then having that show... It kind of gave me that refresh of it was selective, so then I got to kind of appreciate it a little more, get a different perspective on it, and so I I am Team Lighthouse yet yeah. again. But, well, the, the show was yeah. awesome. There was there was That's so amazing. much there mm -hmm. that that wasn't just lighthouses yes yeah, that's right that wasn't just there, sure there was some mm -hmm. right um including my piece but was... there was there was people there was places there was um like uh, there's i believe streetcar yeah the rocking yeah, yeah. chair the yeah. rocking chair was that here. was so fun i yep, loved yep. my favorite part about that was on the it said on like the feet, not what do you call it? Not the feet, the rockers, like the things that are mm -hmm. touching the ground of the rocking chair. Yes. And it, one of them said like, 
the the Kenosha trolley, and then the other one said, actually, technically, it's a streetcar, which is so funny because in my line of work, I'm constantly correcting people. It's not a trolley; it's a streetcar. Oh, <laughs> has to do with the yeah. way it works. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've been calling it a trolley this entire time. Everybody yeah. does. I mean. Hey, I learned something new: streetcar, streetcar, mm-hmm. electric, right. electric streetcar. I will tell all my friends. Yep. Gotcha. <laughs> Alrighty, so moving right along. That's our last question. Yes, last question. Hmm. Um, so what are some of your thoughts about the local art community? Um, any strengths, anything you want to see happening? Um, anything that you feel that we need to have here? So um, I, I think there's, it's, where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. I see nothing but strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I feel like I'm still a little bit green. Mm-hmm. in the the art community i'm still kind of in my rebirth mm-hmm. i guess like i talked earlier about like yeah i was kind of yeah <laughs> like i, I kind of was in a in a slump for a while and then i kind of had like a i don't know a mini midlife crisis and oh, i'm no. like okay you know <laughs> yeah. there's like there's 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. what am i doing with those 24 hours and that's when i kind of got my rear in gear Mm-hmm. and started creating so just recently i really starting to try to get myself a little more involved so we're coming full circle when i originally started talking about the beginning of the podcast about wanting to get myself more involved in the community mm-hmm. and it starts here Aww. at lemon mm-hmm. street um you know teaching these classes trying to get involved and, and be at the uh, second saturdays just to kind of get people in and get people more involved and in touch with the art community through lemon street and i know you guys are doing a lot with that just to get like just the local people involved even if they're not art enthusiasts Mm -hmm. you know okay what's going on here at lemon street what are some things that they could get involved in Mm -hmm. and i know we have um what's the uh the beach theme thing we have coming beach up beachfront arts fest beachfront yes. arts fest yeah. so by love your community mm-hmm. shout out to you guys we love them yep yes. yep um and, and, and that love your community of course mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great way to connect with the community oh, you yeah. know how mm-hmm. art connects with kenosha um so i know i've got a lot more ways to improve mm-hmm. um in terms of the art community mm-hmm. oh your guess is <laughs> as good as mine <laughs> well i'm glad that we can um grow alongside you and have um more of a relationship because some not every artist is open to that and so that was kind of like your first starting point of i'm just getting back into this yeah let me connect right away and that's um that's a really strong first move yeah. and i i really appreciate that yeah, and the yeah. energy and, for that and yeah. like and you know when i was asked to come and hang out with you guys mm-hmm. here like i was really humbled like i uh-huh. like, was like whoa i'm like are you sure <laughs> yes i don't think i'm that caliber of a person 100 percent. yes you're um you so yeah that's I, I feel like i'm kind of just kind of getting myself back into it and, okay. and i'm having fun with it Aww. and that's a great lesson it's like you like you mentioned like art is not just for artists it's for everyone mm-hmm. and we we need art appreciators and people that aren't part of the art community to come on in and join us. And that's why I always say, stop on by. We want mm-hmm. you here. And not just here, but there's so many other great art opportunities oh, yeah. around town, yeah. regionally, and, and we, we need people and, mm-hmm. and we want you. So even you if you're not an artist. You. Yes. The more the merrier. There's no cap in capacity here. Uh, just come together. That's, yeah. yeah. So awesome. There's no limits to exactly what our hearts can hold for the art community. Because a rising tide lifts all ships. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it does. As I haven't said that in a while. It's yeah, probably been about five, six like, episodes. Oh my goodness. And those ships are guided by what? Oh, the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And attacked by a possible Kraken. Uh, hopefully not. Yeah, watch out for the Kraken of Lake Michigan. Yeah, yes. uh, he'll get you. <laughs> Nab you, get your toes. Well, we are wrapping up our episode. Um, where can people find you? So you could find me on um, and, and Facebook. So mm-hmm. it's um, Sabo Studio and Press. Um, so Sabo Studio and Press is kind of the, the name you'll find me on my, my Facebook page as well as my Instagram account. Okay. So um, stay tuned. Currently working on uh, my own website. So um, I'd like to really start selling some of my artwork and I'm trying to get that going. So that is in the works. Nice. Um, So yeah, that's that's the best place to find me. You'll find my work. Um, Otherwise, you'll find me here teaching classes at Lemon Street Gallery. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, if I could could leave the listeners with any bit of advice, if if there's there's anybody out there, kind of like in my shoes where, you know, you're, you're an artist, you love art, or you find yourself 
wondering whether or not like you have the time to do it or is it worth the time? It's totally worth the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's important that you take small steps to get where you're going. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm really hoping that like, you know, I can encourage people just to continue to try to just take that extra step, Mm -hmm. um, take that leap and just try it. Yeah. You know, whether it's coming to, you know, art mm-hmm. events or coming to an art gallery, getting inspiration, mm-hmm. taking the extra time, you know, maybe you are working a lot of hours. Sure. Um, even if it's like in the morning mm-hmm. or instead of, you know, if you're, if, if you're watching your favorite show, get out a sketchbook, mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit of doodling, yeah. you know, that might, that might turn into something. So, yeah, it's like, how do you fit it in without like forcing it? Um, Cause mm-hmm. I feel like if you force anything, you're not going to connect with it. You're not going to want to continue it, obviously. So how do you kind of passively add it into your life until you can kind of snowball it into something yes. more? And um, and mainly you're thinking about that big picture of like, oh, I need to be at this level right away. It's like, no, no. just just like podcasting, mm-hmm. same with artwork. There's no rules. There are no rules. There, there no are rules. no rules. <laughs> just do it. You do you. <laughs> yes, just you do it. Um I love that advice. So thank you for reminding people that wherever you are in your artistic journey or um, with those negative little thoughts in in your head, little meanies, um, don't listen to them. And I know it's hard, but just keep going. Yeah, Yeah. keep at it. Yeah, so, and it's a roller coaster being Mm -hmm. an artist. Absolutely it is. Sometimes you have a bounce back and take a break, but you'll you'll always come back, so. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah, and then that is about it for this episode. Some positive yes. vibes to, uh, to round it out. My Thank heart you is so warm. much for having me. Yes, it's yes. been fun. Oh, it was a blast. It's been fun. Well, um, thank you for all you do, oh, and, yes. and for teaching here and and everything. Yeah, so, absolutely. We appreciate it. Um, I just I couldn't let that opportunity of having that class hosted go anywhere. So, and you can always find classes on our website, thelemontreegallery.org. I know you have a color reductive class going on and that is, I believe, a three-week course or four? That would be, uh, I believe this would be a, a four-week course because we got we got a new one. I think we're, mm-hmm. we're getting scheduled. Yep. And the reason why it's a four-week course is because of the color reduction process. It takes time. So, as you do one color, it needs to dry mm. before you put the next. And th- these classes, uh, due to time constraints, um, mm-hmm. are on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, I mean, you know, in the perfect world, we'd be able to, with the type bam, of ink bam, we're yep. using, mm-hmm. we'd be able to do, a, you know, a, a print one day and we could wait a day or two. And if it's dry, we could do another one. But mm-hmm. in this case, it's the reason why it's, it's going to be a four-week process because this will be a, you know, a multicolor print. Right. Mm-hmm. So if any of, the, any of you are on the fence wondering whether or not this is for you, it's for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's for you. <laughs> You're yes. going to love it. Um, it'll be fun seeing the process. And you don't need to be super skilled in printmaking by mm-hmm. any means. You could be a, a, a newbie. Mm-hmm. Um, you could... You could also be super skilled. That's fine. Yeah. Um, just come on in. Mm-hmm. Uh, take the class. And, and also, there's still going to be introduction classes, too. Mm-hmm. So if you've been on the fence about wanting just to really learn the basics, um, we're st- still going to be uh, adding more of those classes, too. So, yeah. He's got a lot to offer. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Um, but, yeah, so check out those um, classes on the website and get signed up for those as they are coming up. Um, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, wherever you get them, you'll find us. Um, and on those platforms, if you can leave us a review, a comment, a like, whatever. Yeah, we want to hear from system. you. Yeah, we want feedback. And um, those ratings, if you give us a five-star rating, that'd be amazing because that just really helps us out, get the word out there more. I think we're worthy of five. Yes, I think we are. Oh, um, you are. Maybe not me. I'm no, but, oh, three and a half. This is teamwork here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But um, yes, that would help out a lot. And um, then the algorithm of the tech overlords will push our um, podcast to more people. So um, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. But hey, it's worth a shot. Um but yeah, if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. Any comments, any feedback, and you can follow us on social media. We are on Facebook, the Art Space Podcast, and we are um, Facebook, or we have a Facebook group called the Marvelous Makers and the Art Appreciators. So you could join that, hear about local events that are going on, 
and we also are on instagram the art space pod you can check us out there as well um and a quick little plug for the kenosha art market that yeah, is going to be coming, coming soon up soon in about a month Yes, um, June 18th. So Less than a month. Yeah, so if you want applications, there's still time when you're hearing this. Um, you could still submit an application. So you could be at, a, at the market and join in on the fun. It's going to be great. Get involved with the community like we're talking about. Do it. Yes. Even if you don't, Do it. just come on by. You yeah. know, stop on mm-hmm. in. Yes, you can be an art appreciator and enjoy at it. At the market and, yes. and enjoy the beautiful day in the park. Yes, so little plug for that. We'll be plugging that all throughout the season. So um, love the efforts that are going on with that. And shout out to Brenna for that. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, I think that's about it. That's it. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Depression, addiction, the thrill that you seek. Our restlessness cages the fire we need. We're here to inspire.